On this week's episode of the podcast, Drew is taking us to Spain on a little vacation for a tournament called the Copa del Rey. You may have heard of it. You may not have heard of it. <laughs> Whether or not you have, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you've heard You're going to hear about it today. You're going to hear about it today. So buckle up because this is Deadball Brothers. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to Deadball Brothers. This is a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a very healthy, very serious, very whopping dose of stupidity, as you can probably tell by my use of the word whopping. (laughs) We are your favorite podcast hosts, me, your favorite freelance soccer writer, content creator, Adam Whitaker-Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother, Drew Snavely, and... All I can think about now is Whoppers, because I drove by a Burger King on the way over here, and ah. I was like, you know, I could go for a Whopper right now. <laughs> it's flame broiled. <laughs> it's flame broiled. Uh, I thought you meant the little malt balls, little chocolate oh, Whoppers. No, 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 no. That's what I first the, went to. The staple classic of fast food giant Burger King. <laughs> I think either way we look at it, we really went straight to the 1950s. I guess. I don't know. I think Burger Burger King's still probably like number two on my list of fast food places to go to. Like fast food burger places. Wendy's is number one. Wendy's is number one? Okay. By a lot in my book. All right. But I don't consider like Five Guys to be a fast food. It's not fast food. It's it's like, it's... It's higher quality. It is. It is. Yeah. Totally higher quality. Uh, <laughs> Five guys is not fast food. They give I'm, you free peanuts. Yeah, let's let's talk about let's only talk about like nationwide corporate chains. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like McDonald's. I like I like the uh I like the old standard. <laughs> I mean McDonald's is fine. I'm a big fan of a Big Mac. Yeah. I mean I think I think it's all fine. I just like the square patties of, at Wendy's. Of Wendy's, that's fair. I think... Fresh, never frozen? Yeah, I think... I feel better eating Wendy's. I 100% feel awful anywhere I go well, that is like that. Yes, but I just... I don't know. There's this stigma with McDonald's. I'm just like, uh, I just... I can't do it. I how can't do you, stoop that low. But how do you feel about Arby's? Uh, I haven't been to Arby's in like... 15 years <laughs> but they have the meats <laughs> they've got the meats drew I, if i went to arby's i would hope that they still have curly fries in their jamoga shake mm. <laughs> and that's what i would get the real good stuff <laughs> the really good stuff this is a soccer history podcast <laughs> well, we are part of the blue wire podcast network <laughs> just so you all know this isn't a fast food podcast or a food podcast at all it's it- yeah, this is a soccer. This is a soccer podcast and a history podcast, yes. and we talk about the game. Speaking, Speaking of, of the, the game, game. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Mikhail Antonio, what are you doing? Uh, he just posted this. He it, it was very recent. It was like not even an hour ago that he posted this. Um, so, so Mikhail Antonio, West Ham forward, FPL legend. Yes. I was going to say, we are recording on Valentine's Day. We are recording on Valentine's Day. It's a very important thing to note here. It's also very important to note that both 
myself and Drew have already had Valentine's Day like activities and uh, like romantic moments with our wives previous to this. So it we didn't. So weird. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't neglect our wives on Valentine's Day to record our stupid, stupid soccer podcast. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, Mikhail Antonio posted a. An interesting tweet. A banger. A banger, if you will, <laughs> where he talks about, uh, I guess, his banger. His significant other. His significant other. And... Uh, Why don't you just read the tweet? Just just let the tweet speak for itself. Okay. Well, I have to, I have to pull it up here, but it's right here. Uh, Mikhail Antonio just tweeted, I love you with all my willy. I would say my heart, but my willy is bigger. Happy V-Day, everyone. Hashtag stolen quote. Hashtag too good to not share. <laughs> Counterpoint. It was not good, not enough, good enough to, to share. share. <laughs> I would also advise Michaela Antonio to possibly get that checked out because that doesn't sound normal or good. Like, how can you compare the two sizes? Because, like... Two completely different shapes. He certainly isn't taking into account like cubic feet when you're talking about both things. Cubic feet? Yeah. <laughs> cubic inches. Yeah. Cubic, I guess cubic centimeters <laughs> yeah. in England. <laughs> oh my God. This is a soccer podcast. <laughs> we have to keep on saying it to remind ourselves. Miguel Antonio, striker for, for West Ham United. We both benched him in our FPL we did. teams. We did do that. His fitness is... In question. Questionable. Questionable. You never know. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the, I guess, gossip for today. The hot goss. The hot goss for today <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Ooh, wow. I just, deep cleansing breaths needed after covering that breaking news. It's a lot easier to talk about that than I think talk that's about a- the fact that Manchester United just tied West Brom one to one. Oh, we don't even need to speak of Dortmund and everything they've been up to lately. Gosh. Like no part of me wants to talk about that. It's, it's rough out there. A rough weekend for yeah. the Snavely brothers and it's, their favorite it's not great. sports teams. But you know what's better than that? The story you have for us today, Drew. So you have told me that we are going to the land of Spain. We are going to Spain. <laughs> um, I was gonna say that uh Serena Williams advanced in the Australian Open, so that's oh, shouts out Serena. That's some exciting news. Shouts out Naomi Osaka. Uh, uh, Naomi Osaka had a also, sick comeback. Also won. Uh, match. North Carolina Courage owner Naomi Osaka. Did you see that? Oh, she, she became a part owner oh, of the NWSL awesome. team in North Carolina. That's really cool. And they just released a cool new away jersey and included her name and number in the customization options for it. She's one of those athletes that's like impossible to not like um but that might makes me like her even more that true. she's getting into the wsl league very true that's awesome but anyway yes those things happened yeah that's that's all very exciting but anyways <laughs> we are here for a soccer story we are here for a soccer story <laughs> i'm waiting one. i'm just waiting <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to give like a silver lining for somebody that we can both root for serena williams true uh, National treasure. Yes. <laughs> also a part-time, a part-owner of an NWSL club. The new Los Angeles club, Angel City FC. I think I said WSL, but I NWSL. Don't. I know. I said WSL, which is 
the English yes. Women's League. That's I'm a super league. I just wanted to correct that. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to talk about some Spanish soccer, and specifically the Copa del Rey, which is, for those of you who don't know, the equivalent to the FA Cup in England. England. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same deal in Spain. And every the Copa, major... The Copa Italia yeah, in Italy. Yeah, the Pokdal. The DFB Poco. Poco? P-O-K-A-L. Germans, German's a hard language. <laughs> Tough language to, to speak. Yeah, there that's the Pokal in yes. Germany. Uh it's the uh what is it? What is the French? I think it's just the Coupe de France. Yeah, something like that. Some, something like but that. But it doesn't really matter because PSG usually wins it anyways. Probably. Yeah, and the France League is on the verge of financial collapse. So. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. Have you not been keeping up with that story? No. Maybe that's a modern Dead Ball Brothers story to do at yeah, some maybe point. We this check season. it out. But uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Copa del Rey in the early two thousands. Ooh, the land of boy bands. The land of boy bands. That Justin Timberlake, Britney and Spears the, documentary gosh, that yeah. revealed Justin Timberlake as a major dirtbag. Yes, yes, absolutely terrible. Screw Justin Timberlake. I know, and he comes across as like such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I should have known when he released Man of the Woods that there was <sighs> skeletons in that closet. If only Future <laughs> Sex Love Sounds was, was not such a good album. <sighs> it's terrible. <sighs> terrible. Okay. All right. So, um, we're going to talk about Rail... Zaragoza, which Real, 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 Real Zaragoza, Real Zaragoza, Real Zaragoza. So this is a team that has bounced around between the first and second divisions yeah. in La Liga for essentially their entire history. Uh huh. Um, I don't believe they've ever fallen below the second division. Okay, but they've never like been. A consistent competitor in the first division. Sure, it's a uh, it's kind of a uh, Newcastle. Maybe not a great descriptor of it. Maybe like a QPR. Mm, QPR might be a good one. Stoke City, kind of ish. Whole maybe. The whole city Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, I think Leeds is a little too successful to be Crystal Palace. To Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace recently, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Zaragoza, however, they since they haven't been great in the league, they've usually just been a mid table club or in the relegation battle. But they historically are pretty good at cups, which makes sense because this is the story that I already said was about the Copa del Rey and that's how the story is all coming together. Mm-hmm. They've never won La Liga before, but have won the Copa del Rey six times. <laughs> which... That feels like a lot of time. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, they have... I think only five more... Five teams have more Copa del Rey titles than them. Okay. Um, it's Barcelona, Atletico Bilbao... Um, Valencia, uh, Atletico Madrid, and Real Madrid. Sure. I think that's the five. Dang. Yeah. So, I mean, like, basically the heavy hitters of La Liga. Yeah. And then it's, like, Zaragoza. (laughs) I would also like to point out at this point in time that if we're pronouncing it correctly in Spanish, it would actually be 
Real Zaragoza. Zaragoza. Yeah. The Z gets lisp just like the S's do in, in Spain, Spanish. Well, the S's only get lisp, lisped in Catalonia. Really? Yeah, they don't get lisped in Madrid. It's a it's a Catalonian dialect. Part part of their Really. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I could be wrong. I don't know. I've always just I've always when I was in Spanish class, I always just learned that people in Spain lisp their S's. You know what? You're, I think you're maybe right. I, and, I think I maybe made it up in my head that it was just in Catalonia. And it's it's a hard lisp and uh, all V's get turned into a hard B in Spa- in Spanish, in Spain Spanish. And in Latin America Spanish, it's not lisped. And the V's are still kind of a B sound, but there's a little bit more V. Yeah. But it's mostly B. Yeah. But that's... Uh, our mother is a Spanish teacher, and frankly, we should know more, but we, we don't. We should. We, yeah. are, we are big idiots. I don't know. I was just feeling particularly confident that it was just in Catalonia that they... Well, Catalonia, Catalonian is like a, a almost a different language entirely. It, well, yeah. That's why I'm like, <laughs> that's why they pronounce their C's like that, like crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> like morons. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Just joking. Oh, uh, gosh. So, so, Zaragoza. Real Zaragoza. I mean, I'm sure the English you don't, pronunciation you is do not. You don't know how yeah. to say Zaragoza this entire time. Yeah. You can say Zaragoza. I'm already one beer in, so it's like, <laughs> it's probably better to just... It's three in the afternoon. It's three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Zaragoza first won their... They won their first two Copas in the 60s, which was one of their best eras as far as team success goes. Nice. Like they were consistently finishing the, in the top half of La Liga. Sure. Um, they had some consistency in the top flight, uh, and two Copa del Reyes is pretty good. Pretty decent. Pretty decent, especially for a team that's not, like, historically one of the better teams. Yeah, absolutely. In Spain. They won their third Copa in 1986 after beating Barca, Bartha, in the finals. <laughs> Barca. <laughs> And then their fourth win came in 1994, topping Celta Vigo in penalties. Celta Vigo. I think it's Celta. 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 I think it's a hard C. What the heck? (laughs) I think. I'm not sure. Tell the Spaniards to make up their mind. (laughs) Spain? Listen. You're going to have to get it together on the linguistic front. I know that we have a state called Kansas and another state called Arkansas, but seriously? (laughs) Oh, gosh. So Zaragoza won their fifth Copa in 2001, defeating Celta Vigo once again, but they finished 17th that season. So they're literally like in a relegation battle, but they're like, we're giving it our all for the Copa del Rey. Big, um, big Roberto Martinez vibes. Yeah, seriously. With, uh, was it West Brom at the time? I think he was coaching West Brom when they got relegated, but they also won the FA Cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was a wild time. It was. Uh, Roberto Martinez. What a guy. It was when they were when the English were all calling him Roberto Martinez. <laughs> oh man. So this brings us to the story of Zaragoza's sixth Copa del Rey title. Six. And also their last, because I already said that they've only won six this is times. True. So. Count the rangs, baby. This one is uh this one has the most 
probably exciting and um, up against the odds. Sure. Copa that they, they Feels won. Feels much more like an underdog story. Yes, absolutely. Like Hoosiers. Like Hoosiers. <laughs> Remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, gosh. So for the 2003-2004 season, Zaragoza was a mid-table club. Okay. Um, they had been for... Um, I mean, they actually hadn't been for that long because they had been relegated in the 2001-2002 season. Uh-huh. But earned a promotion in the 2002-2003 season. And so in the 2003-2004 season, which is the season we're talking about, (laughs) was their first season back up in the first flight of the Spanish game. Little little yo-yo. Little yo-yo. They're a very yo-yo-y team. Little bungee. But the one thing that remains consistent is that they love to compete in the Copa. And they got a lot of Z's in their name. <laughs> they have a lot of Z's in their name. Zaragoza <laughs> likes two things, the letter Z and the Copa del Rey. So 2003-2004 season, La Liga's particularly strong yep. this year. Um, Barcelona is headlined by like Ronaldinho. Uh, Xavi is like yeah. a vice captain at this point. I mean, he's really this is, young. This was two thousand three, two thousand four. Yes. So yeah, you have you have that's when like Deco was on the team. I he maybe I, Deco was like injured for this season. Okay, I didn't see his name. Pop I thought Deco this, was on the team. He might not have been at that um, point. Rafa Marquez was on the team. Rafa Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a guy. <laughs> what a dude that man is. What a dude. Um, so, I mean, like, they had a solid team. Yeah. They were two years away from winning the Champions, Champions League, League. Over Arsenal. Yes. I remember watching that game. I uh, feel like that was, like, one of my first games as, that I remember watching as, like, a soccer fan. Yes. And not just, like, a, oh, that's the World Cup. Or I'm watching with somebody else, my mom, or something like that. Like yes. I feel like that was I'm pretty sure that was one of the first games that I like I sought out to watch a soccer game by myself. Yes. Yes. Real Madrid was a giant as yep. well mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, uh they had enacted their Galacticos policy and were signing like a world class player every single year. It's hard to find a time period where Real Madrid weren't at least really yes. good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Valencia actually won the La Liga this season. They were the the last team to win La Liga besides Barcelona or Real Madrid or Atletico, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 2004 was the last time that one of those three teams didn't win sure. La Liga. And it was uh, Valencia. And Valencia actually won Champions League that year too. So they had a really strong squad as well. So um, when you have like all those teams, it's like, dang, these guys. Yeah. Like if you're gonna There's, win a tournament this year, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, if you're it's, a smaller club. It's not like a like oh yeah, the cup competitions are gimmies. Yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. Uh, Deportivo Coruña was like only a couple of years away from a couple of years removed from winning the league too. Dang. Um, and so like, I they finished top four. I'm this gonna be honest. I I, well. I didn't realize that Deportivo Coruña ever won La Liga. <laughs> yeah, they, they won. They won in this millennia. Well, then. I think it was 2001, I believe. 2000, 2001. Somewhere around there. So, um, Zaragoza 
had their work cut out for them if they were going to win the Copa this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that is to say that that is going to be tough. <laughs> so 2004 was a crazy year for soccer in general. I mean, set aside the Valencia winning La Liga and Champions League. Um, Greece won the Euros. Porto. Oh, that was the year Greece won the Euros. <laughs> Ooh, my bunker encounter kings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal didn't lose a single game in the Premier League. Yep. They, they had just, their invincible season. They just tied a ton. They just tied so much. So and many draws. They only scored 90 points, which is, honestly, I think it's embarrassing. A little embarrassing um, that, that your, undefeated, your undefeated season, you only scored 90 points. Yeah, like that's kind of embarrassing. But know, it is what it is. And uh, Werder Bremen won the Bundesliga. In wow. 2004. Yeah. My How the Mighty Have Fallen. <laughs> yeah. Werder Bremen are absolutely terrible to watch. I would rather uh, watch a Dortmund game than Werder Bremen. Yeah. And that's saying a lot for me right yeah. now at this particular moment. <laughs> so the match. So back to the Copa. The matches leading up to the final, Zaragoza had to defeat some tough opponents. Sure. In the round of 16, they defeated a top half club in Real Betis. Real Bet- Betis. 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 4-2 on aggregate. Um, I think Batiste went to go on. And also, why is every team uh, named Real? Why is that, why, why are there so many Reals? Why are there so many it's Uniteds? Been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why every team is that. Like, you got Real Madrid. We got Real Batiste. You got Real Salt Lake. You That's got crazy. Real. <laughs> Real Salt Lake. Oh, my gosh. You're an idiot. <laughs> so, Batiste finished ninth this season. Um, so, I mean, a top half side. Yeah. But they still managed to get past them 4-2 on aggregate. If I'm not mistaken, that's where Diego Lainez currently plays? Mexican? The really young oh, Mexican yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. That Matt Miazga made fun of his height yes. in that one game? Yes. How can I ever forget? <laughs> um, so, Zaragoza moved on to the quarterfinals after being Betis. Yes. Uh, to take on Barcelona. Barcelona. Which I already said had Ronaldinho yep. and Xavi. They mm-hmm. also had Carlos Poyle at this time. Was Rivaldo still playing for them at this point? Rivaldo might have been on the bench. Gotcha. Um, you, you didn't find mention of no, him, no, no, no. is what you're telling me. Okay, uh, that's fine. Patrick Kluivert. 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 Pretty sure it's Kluivert. Kluivert. Yeah, I've always said Kluivert. Uh, he, was, he was in the squad and... As I already said, the United States men's national team's worst or arch nemesis, Rafa Marquez. Rafa Marquez. Just the boogeyman for the U.S. Crazy that he was playing for Barcelona. For so long. For, for so, so long. For a while. Was, um, oh man, was, uh, what is, what is his face? Um... Iniesta was on, yeah, was in yeah, the he, first team, he but wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't like, he, yeah, he, okay, he wasn't okay. starting regularly. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, was Frank Reichardt wasn't the coach yet, was he? I don't believe so. Because this was like this. I mean, this goes back to a Barcelona that was like, like really like was instrumental in my soccer fandom. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like the Barcelona that we think of now yeah yes sure sure sure, sure. they're still like a couple of years away that him. makes sense 
um, when they had Deco and Messi made his Messi made the debut. His debut. Ronaldinho was still just absolutely tearing, tearing up the up. league. Samuel Eto'o. Samuel Eto'o, dude. Samuel <laughs> Eto'o was so good. Yes, so good. Uh, and then they got Thierry Henry. That Thierry one year, Henry. they got Thierry yeah. Henry that one year, and they won every single trophy they could. Yeah, like they in a in a calendar year, they won like six separate trophies. It was yeah. wild. So this good. story is not about Barcelona. No, it's though, not. So about we Barcelona. should we should get off of it because Barcelona got defeated. By yeah, Saragossa. yeah, suck it, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> they lost two to one on aggregate, sending the Catalonian giants home. Zaragoza heading into the semis had a huge, huge break for them. Okay. Um, you see, instead of drawing either Real Madrid or Sevilla for their which they could matchup, have, which, which they, they could, could have. have, they drew Deportivo Alaves, which Heck was yeah. the last remaining second tier team. Absolutely, in Liga. and that's a little thing we like to call the magic of the cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, and Deportivo almost continued the magic of the cup run honestly it might have been a more a better uh, story if deportivo beats that it goes on unfortunately um they lost well i guess it's fortunately for saragoza fortunately for the story we're currently telling yeah uh they squeaked past deportivo on penalties the skins of that teeth the skins of their teeth <laughs> oh gosh so, um, despite, uh, or I think, I'm pretty sure it was on penalties. Actually, no. It wasn't on I penalties? Misspoke. It wasn't on penalties. Okay. It was on away goals. Oh, so oh, oh, oh. They tied. It's two legs. It was two legs. Got it. And um, Zaragoza scored one away goal, and Deportivo only scored one home goal. Those idiots. And, yeah. Those, those idiots. absolute numbskulls. <laughs> what were they thinking? So, Zaragoza clearly struggled against all of this, and um, that may be a conversation for a different time, but the only thing that really mattered was that they are in the finals now. Mm-hmm. And nothing else mattered at this moment for them. Sure. All they had to do at this point is beat the most expensive team ever assembled up until this point in history. The Galacticus in Madrid. Ooh, David Beckham's hair. And we are back from our advertisement break. Drew, you are telling us the story of Real Zaragoza. And their run through the Copa del Rey in the early 2000s. Might I say, before we get into it, the Copa del Rey, despite the fact that it is the same type of competition as like the FA Cup or the DFB Poco or the Coup de France or stuff like that, all those other ones are just like named after the Federation. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, the FA Cup, literally the Football Association Cup. The DFB is the the German, the the German Football Federation. It's the initials, the DFB. Yes. So it's all all those other countries name it after either just the country, like the Coup de France, or the the soccer federation in the country. Yes. yes. The Copa del Rey. It's just like the the Cup, Cup of, of the, the Sun. Sun. Yeah. That's baller. Yeah. No, it is definitely baller. And Real Zaragoza. 
is about to win at sixth, but they have to face the Galacticos. Los Blancos. Of Real Madrid. Which, honestly, like, the whites sounds like... <laughs> the what? The whites... Sound awful. It doesn't sound like a good nickname. Very bad. Los Blancos sounds like a cool... Los Blancos sounds way better than saying the Whites. The Whites. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, isn't, isn't, isn't Tottenham the Lily Whites? Isn't that their thing? Oh, I didn't know that. I think The so. Lily Whites? I'm pretty sure that it's sounds, the Lily Whites. That sounds right. That sounds English. <laughs> yeah, it sounds English. Um, so still doesn't sound great. No. <laughs> but Los Blancos... Yes. That sounds yes. way better. So, as I was saying, this is the most expensive team ever assembled up until this point in soccer history. That's impressive. Um, Luis Figo was signed in 2000 for 60 million euros. <laughs> Zinedine Zidane that's... was signed in 2001 for 73.5 million euros. At that time, that's wild money. Yes. We're talking like 200 mil. We're talking about like Neymar's transfer from Barca to PSG money. Yes. The real Ronaldo was signed in 2002 That's right. for 45 million That's euros. right. R9 Ronaldo El Fenomeno. Or should I say Brazilian Ronaldo Brazilian Ronaldo. the real one. Thank you very much. England's most attractive person ever produced signed in 2003 for 37.5 million euros. Of course, I'm talking about David Beckham. David. David. <laughs> uh, MLS owner, legend. Yes, Miami FC. Inter, Internazionale Miami. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Inter-Miami. Inter inter yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Inter-Miami inter CF. CF. Club oh, de football. So nice. So this was pretty unprecedented at the time and pretty much paved the way for how we see the richest clubs operate True. currently. True, yeah. Um, the blueprint was definitely set. Yeah, it's like, why not go out and buy a superstar every transfer window if we can? Every summer, like, might as well. And that David, the David Beckham thing was, like, a big deal specifically for, like, England. Because English players didn't leave England. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a thing. It's they still... It's still not yeah, really still a thing. It's still not really a thing. Like, the highest profile, like, UK player... That I can think of currently not playing in the Premier League. It's Jaden. Jaden Sancho. Either it's either Jaden Sancho or Aaron Ramsey for Juve. Do you think Aaron Ramsey's higher than Jaden Sancho? Probably not anymore, but maybe a year or two ago. Honestly, Aaron Ramsey, uh, specifically at the beginning of the year, I haven't kept up with how he's been playing lately. But the beginning of the year... Well, Weston McKinney took his spot, dude. Aaron Ramsey... No, no, no. Aaron Ramsey and Weston McKinney never played the same position. <laughs> Aaron Ramsey was being played as, like, an actual, like, number 10. Yeah. By uh, Andrea Pirlo. I haven't seen him in lineups recently. He, He's probably he was, injured. He might be. Well, if, knowing, if had, knowing him. If I had to put money on it, I would say that he's injured. Plus, he's Welsh, so... He's also Welsh. Does he really count? No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even count. <laughs> uh, alongside other Welsh legends, Gareth Bale and Daniel James. I can't believe that you didn't say Jaden Sancho first. I, I can't believe that it was Aaron Ramsey. Jaden Sancho is already gone from Dortmund in my mind, so I just completely delete him out. I don't know. With the way that Dortmund's been playing, maybe he'll uh, stick around. No, they're gonna, they're gonna, they gotta sell him. They have to sell. They got because they're not gonna qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. So they're gonna sell him. They're probably gonna sell Holland, and they might also sell Gio Reyna just because they lose so much money for not being in the Champions League. You know, 
This isn't a podcast about Dortmund. So I'm going to continue on with That's fair. You know, it's probably better for my mental health. <laughs> all things considered. So, so Real Madrid has, over the last four years, signed all these dudes. Yes. <laughs> Literally. All Luis these Figo, dudes. Zinedine Zidane, Ronaldo, David Beckham. Beckham. They've got Roberto Carlos on the I team. I was going to say, they, on top of Roberto Carlos, yep. uh, they, they already had Raul. Yep. Like... Th- this they team Raul, is stupid. They've got they've got Guti on the team. Guti's on the on team. the time at yep. the time. Dude, one of my favorite, most underrated players. His passes are Guti nuts. Guti comes up in the story. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. So this will be good. Let's go. <laughs> so I mean, um, Z- Zaragoza has their work cut out for him. Yes. Like, this is by <laughs> yeah. far the best team that they've played. They're playing the monsters. The yeah. Yeah. They really, they really are. Um, so they definitely didn't have the talent that Madrid did, but they did have one striker that would go on to be one of the best of his generation and arguably one of the best ever strikers from Spain. One David Villa. David Villa played for Zaragoza? Played for Real Zaragoza. Okay, I did not know this at all. Yes, yes. Very fun. I did not realize that. Yes. Because he was playing for, wasn't he playing, because before he went to Barca. He was with Sevilla or Valencia. He was with with one of those teams that are like the the Europa League legends now kind of thing. (laughs) That's that's how I refer to Sevilla, Valencia, like Villarreal, kind of like that tier of Spanish soccer. Absolutely. I did not realize he was playing for Zaragoza. He was playing for Zaragoza. And one day he became a New York City FC striker (laughs) and sexually harassed uh, an employee there. Oh, yeah. Well... Yeah, screw you, Devin Villa. Screw anyway, you, Devin Villa. Let's hear how you did well. So, the Copa del Rey final was... Allegedly, played, I should say. Yes. Allegedly, I guess. We have to say that. So, the Copa del Rey final was played six days after the Madrid train bombings in 2004. Which oh, killed gosh. 193 people and injured two over 2,000. Dear God. Um, and it was just a few days before the 2004 Spanish general elections. And so tensions were like crazy high. That is and like <laughs> political parties were like blaming yeah. other like yeah, yeah, people yeah. group within the country like eventually it was like the bombings were claimed by Al-Qaeda and it was proven that it was Al-Qaeda that did the bombings but it's like terrible terrible time but yeah. like like tensions talk about charged. I was going to say I feel like Tensions are always pretty charged in Spain, just with like their geopolitical system. Just the way that they are. <laughs> yeah, they're like how their country is set up and sure. how vastly different each region is. Yeah, no, it feels Spain is that region that it feels like there's constantly like three or four different regions that are trying to get independence. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 is uh it's fascinating. And I think I say it's fascinating just because I'm not living in it. I'm sure if That's, I was living in it, I'd be like, "Man, this sucks. This sucks a this, lot. This blows." Yeah. Um, so, anyways, like the timing for this this cup final was like, I don't know. I it wasn't like necessarily a release or um, a time away from 
everything that was going on, mm-hmm. I think it probably was just like happening in spite of everything else that was going on. Sure. That makes sense. So, the game starts, and who better off to get the goal scoring going than one David Beckham, David. David Beckham. Scoring a 24th minute, 30 yard, 30-ish yard was free, it a free kick. kick? It, was a yeah, free, it, was it was a freaking free kick. Free kick. Okay, <laughs> it, it must be said, it must be said that David Beckham's free kicks... Were wild. It was a worldie. There, there was every single time. It was like I don't, I don't know where this ball's going. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. But I think that he's gonna put it on frame. Yeah. No. And it's it's crazy. Like his his accuracy from free kicks and his ability to put whip. Yeah. On their free kicks. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen so many of his that like start at the near post and wrap all the way around to the far post. Mm-hmm. It's just like. What can I think, you do as a keeper in that situation? Like you can't even cheat. I think I think there's a lot of easy David Beckham slander that happens now about how good he how good he was. Yeah. Um like yo, he would have been an outside back. Kind of or today. yeah, that yeah. that 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 sort of thing. But David Beckham was legitimately one of the best midfielders in the world. And at, he, in in his prime. Yes. And like he that, was, that must be said. Yeah. And if he came up today, he probably would have been one of the best outside backs in the world. Yeah. <laughs> true. <Honestly, laughs> true. Like, true. Like, people, I, I don't know, it's like that argument, like, oh, uh, players 20 years ago wouldn't be able to play oh, in David, the game today. David Beckham today is just James Ward-Prowse. But it's like, if that person grew up in the same systems mm-hmm. and um, uh, training regimes that players go through currently, sure, they probably would have been world-class players even today. Yeah. Like, these are players that transcended the sport when everybody was like on a level playing field. Why would they not do it if they grew up as I, a young lad today? I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. David Beckham scored. So, David Beckham scored. The lead didn't last long as Zaragoza's Danny Garcia smashed home across to level the score for Los Manos. Okay, 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 okay. Los Manos is. Um, just Spanish for Zaragozian. Okay. Well, it was Los Los what? Los Manos. Los Manos. Because there's the tilde on the. Yeah, end. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's not. It's it's, not, per, it's it's spelled like mano, like M A N O. But but it's the it's the a squiggly. Tilde. Yeah, the, the squiggly the squiggly line is not the tilde. Uh, the squiggly right. line is like the muñeca or something uh, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the squiggly the tilde is an accent. The accent mark. Oh, uh, okay. But Spanish yes, those manuals. So, so it's almost the hands is what you're almost telling me. The hands. It's very close. <laughs> uh, you don't want to catch these. I'm going to continue <laughs> with this story. So it was Zaragoza who took the lead next when Guti. Shouts out to Guti. Put in a bad challenge on David Villa in the box. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, Guti. The 22-year-old stepped up and slotted home the penalty the opposite way of keeper that's why they call him the kid uh i don't know who the spanish keeper who, who the uh, madrid keeper was i do know that Iker casillas was on the bench yeah and they panned it to wouldn't... him <laughs> they panned to Iker casillas <laughs> and he was just like shaking his head <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. that's so funny so funny <laughs> he's just like 
Like, come on, man. Like, would've I would have saved, saved that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably would have. Maybe. I don't know. So halftime ends. It's 2-1. Um, something to note was that there are four yellow cards that were handed out in the first half alone. And that things were a little chippy. Okay. There. Um, and they would only get chippier as the game went Ooh. on. <laughs> Great. Yes. We love a good chippy game. So two minutes into the start of the second half, Madrid's other free kick maestro smashed home from smashed home a goal. Yes, from at least from like my judgment, forty who, yards out. Who was Real Madrid's other free kick maestro at the time? If you had to, if you had to guess, I would say it's Roberto Carlos. Roberto Carlos. Roberto Carlos. Come on, man! Like who else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you say forty yards out. Mm. Free kick maestro. That's true. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to the forty yards out he part. He kicked the piss out of the ball. I mean, like, <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, everybody knows the one where he took with the outside of his. The one against France against for Brazil. France. Yeah. yeah, and it bent like I don't know, probably fifteen yards. It just defies defies what you think is physically possible. Like you see the ball boy ducking. Yeah. Like, I remember so, I used I used that video in a uh, communications one one public speaking class for a, an informative speech on how to bend a soccer ball. Yes, I only got a B uh, on that speech. Brutal. I thought that was harsh. I thought that was harsh grading. <laughs> was harsh. Must not have been a soccer fan, your professor. But I went into the physics of how. Yeah. Okay. That's it, fine. it is what That's it is. All, right. all you need to know is that Roberto Carlos. It was like a worm burner. Like it just stayed like six inches off the ground oh, the yeah, entire yeah. way, oh. which is incredible to do from like forty yards out. I call those sizzlers. The sizzler. <laughs> the golfers call it a worm burner. Yeah, because like you hit worms. You, yeah, yeah. You, you you hit it along the ground. Yeah, you hit it along the ground, um, and it just like perfectly bent around like defenders and like other players that were in place to where the the Zaragoza keeper could not see it yeah. until he, the ball was like 12 yards out and at that point and he's like, like you have beat. no chance yeah. you have no chance like you can die for it but you're you're gonna get beat it was far post and he still got beat like 40 <laughs> yards out far post gosh still got Roberto beat. Carlos is so good what a freaking legend so it's two to two at this point um and this is where the game started to get Pretty rough. Okay. So, Figo picked up his first yellow card sure. in the 56th minute. Zaragoza's Cunny picked up his first yellow in the 65th minute. Okay. Then, after another hard challenge 69th, from behind... 69th minute? ...was set off with a second yellow in the 67th minute. Oh, okay. So, it was one of those, like, he got a yellow card in the 65th minute. And, and then, then immediately like, after. 67th minute, he's getting sent off. I, I feel like it's one of those plays where players are like, I just got a yellow card. He's not going to give me another yeah. one. Yeah. I feel like people think that. Yeah. So, he's he's off. Yeah. Zaragoza's is down to 10 Down a man. With... 20 minutes left to play. That's a lot. That's a lot. lot. <laughs> Especially when you're going up against Real Madrid. Uh-huh. David Villa picked up a yellow in the 69th minute. Nice. Nice. Um, but it was just for a dive in the box. <laughs> which I was like, LOL. Well, that's boring, but <laughs> yeah. also predictable. Yes. <laughs> Zaragoza's Galetti picked up a yellow in the 74th minute for an intentional handball. Which, okay. I mean, that's like... 
not the most chippy thing. Said but, said as said like a person who has been sent off of a game for a handball in the box before. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking to Drew's personal <laughs> soccer history, we don't need to go into it too much. So. Madrid's Santiago Solari was booked in the 81st minute for a classic pullback um, for a guy who is smoking you, um, but he wants to prevent the counterattack from happening. Mm, so he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, literally grabs the shoulders. A tactical and, foul. Yeah, pulls him back. Yellow. It's an easy yellow. It's card. an easy yellow. Raul Bravo, another Real Madrid player, sure, booked in the 90th minute for doing the same exact thing. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, yeah. like, Real Madrid was pushing, and then Zaragoza was just, like, Got a breaking break. on the yeah, counter. Yeah, yeah. And, like, both times, Real Madrid was like, all right, we're going to pull this dude back. Like, no thank you. <laughs> yeah. No thank you at all. So, that's full time. Four goals scored, and up to this point, we have ten yellows and a soft red card. Okay. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. That's a lot. <laughs> Quite a bit. Thank God this game has extra time. It's a hefty disciplinary record. And it's record. not like one of those, like, all right, we're going to just play a completely new game. Yeah. Just go into extra time. Sure. In the 95th minute, back to your guy Guti, who already had a yellow card mm. and had given a penalty. This sounds bad. <laughs> was the player to stop the counter this time. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and was sent off for his second yellow. Yeah. So, so we're now, even, so we're even, even players now. 10 okay. to 10. Hey. Yeah. If I'm Zaragoza, I'm like, hey, energy bursts. Yeah, I know. Like, why, <laughs> why not us? You know? Frankly, I think all soccer should be 10 on 10 now. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Ivan Helguria. That is El- unconfident pronunciation. Elguera. How is it How is it spelled? H-E-L-G-U-E-R-A. L-G-U-E-R-A. E R A yeah El Guria, El Guria, Guria, some or something like that. I don't know the player. His first name was Ivan. Ivan. And I'm pretty confident. Ivan El Guria, El Guria. Something. He was like booked that. in the 99th minute, stopping the counter. Also, Real Madrid. Yeah. So they they're really struggling. They're, 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 they're down bad. <laughs> yeah. They are down awful right now. Oh, uh, gosh. Dudes are down bad, Real Madrid. In the 100th minute, Saragossa's 1L took out Roberto Carlos, earning himself a yellow card. Good God. <laughs> this was like... We haven't even gotten to the second period of no, overtime yet. <laughs> uh, the, fir- the first period does end, and like okay. nothing else really happens. Okay. So <laughs> Great. We're Catch start- my breath. We're starting the second period of extra time, and in the 112th minute... Luciano Galetti banged in one from 25 y- yards Ooh. out. I wrote it banged in one because it was outside of the boot. 25 yards out. Ooh. It was one of those where like he had the time to like take a step back and wind up for it. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> you, know, you don't really see that nowadays. You don't see that ever. <laughs> you see it in like youth, like really young kids are like, oh, I'm going to put a lot behind this. I'm going <laughs> to take a step back and then run up. It was like that, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the ball swerved around defenders and ended up in the bottom left hand corner of the net. Um, they also panned to Igor Garcia's for Again. this goal too, which was kind of funny to me because like the goalie had no chance. It makes <laughs> it makes me think that Igor Casillas was at least at this point 
either the starting he or was pushing, buying. Yeah, he or was pushing for the starting Pushing spot. to be the starting spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the amount of times that they pan back to his face. That's it was, very, it was honestly, very, very hilarious in terms of production decisions by yes. this television company. Yes. So it's 3-2 Saragossa. Almost immediately after the restart, Delio Toledo is booked for a challenge from behind on Figo. So, yet another yellow card. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like uh, like I'm preventing a counter. <laughs> it was like Real Madrid had the ball from the restart, it was and just, they made like three passes into yeah. Zaragoza's half. It was just like, just like, uh, I'm going to foul you. I'm going yeah. to foul the crap out of you. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> In the 117th minute, as the seconds are winding down, Mad he hadn't been in on the action. It was Zinedine Zidane's turn to stop the counter. Pulling down a Zergosa <laughs> attacker from you behind know, and earning himself a yellow card. Sometimes, as an attacker, you just find yourself in the in the zone of, you know what? I need to make a, I need to make a defensive foul. It was the 14th yellow card of the match. That's impressive. Which is honestly impressive. <laughs> the full-time whistle blew. And it was Real Saragossa who got to hoist the Copa del Rey for the sixth time. Man. And the last time that they have won. And the last time. And the last it's time. It's been a while since they've won. Defeating the Galacticos and the largest club in the world at the time. Maybe still the largest club in the world. It's up for debate. It is. It is up for debate. I think at this point, I, I mean, like, uh... Who is the largest club in the world? I feel like you could still say Real Madrid just in terms of, like, fandom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In terms of fandom, like... In terms of who's the... Manchester United, like, dominates the Asian markets historically. It's true. I feel like if you're talking about who's the best club in the world, maybe you have to just say Bayern Munich and call it a day at this point. When I was digging into the... The... The story... Um, there was a quote by a former executive at yeah. Real Madrid that said the reason why Madrid signed Beckham instead of Ronaldinho uh-huh. was because David Beckham was prettier and yes. was really popular in Asia. Absolutely. And Ronaldinho wasn't attractive enough to play for for. Honestly, honestly, looking at Real Madrid and like their signing history, it makes a ton of sense. Even though it must be said that they did sign R nine Ronaldo, yes, who is the original Ronaldo, also not a super attractive, conven- like a conventionally attractive person. No, was did that god awful hairstyle in two thousand two. Like Incredible. which, which is when they signed him. Legend. Like, like that was when that was when because Ronaldo's Ronaldo's whole career is like predicated on the massive knee injury, yeah, terrible time he had between like nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, and like two thousand two. Yeah, because like two thousand one, between like two thousand and two thousand two, was like the time that he was like getting back, basically, yeah, getting back to the top, and. Wasn't the same player he was before, but still was crazy good. And Real Madrid signed him, and yeah. still was great for Real he Madrid. He would have been nuts if he played in today's game. If he had like got, oh come up God. through, yes, 
the current systems in place. Come up, come up through the current systems in place and hopefully come up through more modern medicine. Yes. I can only imagine what Ronaldo's career would have been like. Would have been insane. Ah, the best Ronaldo. But yeah, Ronaldinho was, uh, he was young at the time. He was, but, but his highlights were PSG. If you just look at his PSG highlights before Barca signed him, I was like, (laughs) dude, because that's why nobody's nobody's doing it like this. Um, it was the same year, like, Barcelona signed Ronaldinho, Real Madrid signed David Beckham. It's yep. like, obviously Barcelona made the better decision. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I, yeah, I mean, y- yes. No, be, no, no, no. You're, you're correct. You're correct. Cause, cause David, they signed David Beckham, who played essentially the same position as, like, Luis Figo. And he and, is like... And David Beckham was good for them. And they won. Yeah. And they won some stuff with David Beckham. But also, you can't say that it's a better signing than Ronaldinho, because Ronaldinho... One player of the year twice. Yes. When when he after he signed for Barcelona. Yes. David Beckham never won player of the year. So objectively speaking, yes, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> two signings that are not equal. Anyways, this isn't a, a story about Real Madrid or Barcelona. It's not. It's about Real Zaragoza. Correct. Who had just won their sixth and last ever. Yeah, they did. Copa del Rey. Since then, they have been relegated twice <laughs> and promoted <laughs> once and are currently in the Segunda Division, but they are still the Copa del Rey Kings. Maybe not down <laughs> bad, but down a little bit. <laughs> it must be said. Sources for this story come from Dan Davison from these football times, Eurosport, and Eduardo... Eduardo Teba, a random guy who put the entire final match on YouTube. Yeah! <laughs> he has like 52 subscribers, um, and I'm pretty sure it's illegal. But yeah, now that we have said like this, it, it will soon get a copyright strike. <laughs> Maybe. But for now, it's there. Yes. And we have enjoyed it. Yes. Drew, thank you so much. Of course. It's been a little bit since we've been to Spain, I it feel like. It has been a little bit. That's why I wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the story and thank you listener for listening to this story. If you are interested in hearing more from us and would like to support the podcast, please, I implore you leave us a rating and review on Apple podcasts, five stars. If you would be so kind, that would be awesome. Um, that is the quickest way for us to reach more viewers or reach more potential listeners. Um, for people to see our podcast, it helps us with the algorithm. So if you could drop us a rating, if you could leave us a review, even if it's just a few words, that would be super, super cool. Very, very awesome. A haiku. We love haikus. We love poems on this podcast. Um, if you're interested in following us, we are at Deadball Pod everywhere. We're most active on Twitter. We also have Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have an email, deadballpod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Any corrections, any pronunciation tips, because God knows we need them all the time. Uh, any ideas for stories? We've had a couple now where people have suggested stories and actual episodes have come out of those suggestions. So we love those. Um, and we will get back to you on those. It's very, very cool. Um, and we do have a Teespring store. Um, we are currently exploring new merch options. So if you find anything on that Teespring store, which the link to it will be in the description below, I would say jump on it quickly because it probably won't be there for super long. Um, 
But yeah, I think that I think I've, that covers everything. Yeah, we have, we have yeah, done. It does. So uh, thank you so much again for listening to our podcast. And until next time, my name is Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I'm Drew. And we love you very, very platonically, but very intensely nonetheless. Happy Valentine's Day, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>